Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and today we are going to be talking about and checking out uh, upgrading from Angular JS to Angular, and uh, one of the ways that you can tackle that and, and do that. So it should be pretty cool. Let's uh, get right into it because we've got a lot of content to cover today. Uh, joining us as panelists today, we got Alyssa Nichol. Alyssa, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hey. And we've got Austin McDaniel with us. How's it going, everyone? So I just found out that Target is now selling panda heads. So everyone can go and get one now. Like Bonnie, as, as glorious as yours? Like It's it's not as cool as mine, but it, it's still a panda head. <laughs> they have unicorn heads, too. Uh, Samantha and I almost bought one. We, we came so close to buying. We'll go back and get it today. As soon as we're done here, we'll... Because we didn't want to like encroach on your thing, but if you, if it's okay with you, we're we're totally gonna get one. All right, Bonnie, why don't you just stay talking? How's it going? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we'll try to behave so Denny can uh, show us. We we get distracted though. <laughs> I really do want that unicorn head. All right, we got uh, Mike Brocky joining us as well. Mike, what's going on? Not too much. I decided to uh, indoors put on my uh, new sunglasses because they are pertinent. They are. And my angular shades that I uh, got uh, last week in GDE Summit and GDD Europe. Um, and yes, I have seen the unicorn head as well at Target. I actually have a picture somewhere on my phone of my seven-year-old wearing the unicorn helmet, hood, headgear. I think I have a picture of Sam wearing it. Nice. With your trade, trade pictures. Th this is just so I'm doing good. To answer your question, Justin, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you awesome, today? Awesome. I'm a little worried that this is going to turn into a cosplay show. I don't know. I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's getting kind of crazy. We're, we're making plans for the future, so that's good, right? More headgear. <laughs> All right. Our uh, guest today is Denny Krupp. How's it going, Denny? It's going well. So, um, yeah. So, I am a developer over at Servient, and... Uh, we are in a, in a state where we've got a lot of Angular JS code and uh, we're starting to think about how we can upgrade that code. So today we're hoping to uh, show you a little bit about how we're gonna approach um, using the Angular CLI to expedite that process to at least get us started. So uh, yeah. can I go ahead and start, Justin? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, maybe right before you start, let's, let's talk about uh, the series that you're doing on uh, for the NG Houston meet up real quick. Yeah, so uh, I guess it was about a year ago, our group in Houston, which is NG Houston, to meet up group. And we They're realized awesome. after, yeah, <laughs> we realized after NG Conf a couple of years ago that Angular 2 at the time was coming a lot faster than uh, we had maybe prepared for as developers, and certainly out here in industry in Houston. So we try to figure out, well, what can we do to prepare ourselves? So we organized a series where we went through and learned a little bit about Angular 2. Um, we tried to take an Angular JS app at the time that we developed and transform that into an Angular 2. And through that process, uh, we were able to kind of learn about Angular 2 and its differences, uh, some of the new technologies that uh, you have to know in order to develop an Angular 2. And by the end of the year, we kind of felt comfortable or a lot more comfortable with the idea of developing an Angular 2. 
So this year, as I mentioned, a year later, uh, of course, Angular is here now. And uh, we've just got a lot of people who have AngularJS code bases uh, that they're working with on a daily basis. And we want to start to think about, well, how can we upgrade uh, those code bases? How can we get to the new Angular so we can take advantage of its benefits? And so we've organized a, a new version of the series that we just kicked off a week ago. And uh, in this series, we're going to look at a, a little bit more in detail. How, how do we take some of this knowledge uh, about Angular 2? How do we um, use what we know and what we've learned and apply it in our industry, in our job, in our, in our uh, workplace to help our companies actually upgrade their code bases for them? So. Awesome. If I can jump in here with one thing, Denny's too modest because we, he says we, right? All I did was ask Denny to, uh, to update this. You know, we weren't recording it. We weren't live streaming it back then. And now we, we have the YouTube channel. So I asked him to do the series again because it was a great series now that we can, we can share it with everybody. And he has really worked tirelessly to update everything to the latest versions, make sure everything's current and, and really uh, uh, good job, Denny. That's, he's really done a good job. Well, thanks. It's, it's been fun. It's challenging, but fun. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started here. I'm going to share my screen and go over a few slides here, just to give you an idea of what we're going to do today, and then we'll dive into some of the code. Sounds good. Okay. Let me know if you can see my screen. Yep. So you can see slides? Good. Okay, great. So as I mentioned, um, we're trying to think about how we can at least get started upgrading our applications quickly. And uh, what we decided to try to do was use the Angular CLI, uh, which we know has a lot of benefits already in the Angular development world, and try to take a look at how we can use that to help us get upgrading uh, more quickly. So. As I mentioned, there's a lot of people out there with AngularJS code bases right now, and um, we're kind of paralyzed with the information that's out there and overwhelmed with the prospect of updating all that code. So there's many people that are unsure where to start, and uh, so we think we're going to take a look at maybe using the CLI to help us get things kicked off. And when we think about upgrading, there's really about four different paths that we can take to move our application from AngularJS to Angular. Uh, the first is just to rewrite the entire application from scratch. Um, we could do that, but that's uh, pretty cost prohibitive in many cases because of the size of our uh, code bases. The second option would be to maybe refactor towards Angular and then rewrite. And that would involve taking some of the Angular concepts uh, of course, you'd have to study those and get familiar with those things like component architecture um, and the new ways that uh, the, the syntax works with Angular versus AngularJS. And you would you'd kind of you'd kind of morph your Angular code into its closest form to Angular prior to then rewriting it. So that would be using things like the component helper function in AngularJS, and then eventually just rewriting the app. So that'd be another option. The third option would be to just refactor straight to Angular. <clears throat> this is possible using one of the two tools we're going to show today, which is the ng-upgrade module. Uh, you could actually link your Angular, 
AngularJS code and your Angular code bases and simultaneously run the two side by side using that tool. And then lastly, we could refactor and rewrite in steps. This is also using that ng-upgrade module. Um, and this would, this is probably the most likely path for most of us. So we'll hook up the two code bases. And as we try to migrate certain parts of the application, we may find that uh, just a rewrite may be a better uh, approach to, to migrate that piece or feature into Angular. And then, of course, the other option would be to refactor whatever we can. So the ng-upgrade library that I mentioned is, is already included within the Angular framework. You just have to import it into your project. And it contains this upgrade module, which allows us to run the two different frameworks simultaneously. And then that's also what provides us that support for iterating through our upgrade process. The Angular CLI, we're probably pretty familiar with. Uh, we know it's a powerful tool to help us expedite Angular development. It automates a lot of our common development tasks and uses the latest style guide principles to generate those uh, classes and things that we are writing. And uh, it abstracts away all the build processes that uh, we are responsible for now in the modern age of front-end development. And then, of course, it continues to improve. So it's, uh, it's a very helpful tool to involve in any of your Angular development. So the migration process we're going to approach today is, or try today, is the refactor and rewrite in steps using these two tools. So we'll start with an AngularJS app. And then we're going to create a brand new Angular project using the CLI and incorporate the ng-upgrade library into that then import our code and start to transform that. The application that we're going to uh, migrate is the example application from AngularJS's uh, website. And let me, uh, let me show you what that looks like here. AngularJS.org website has a couple of example applications as you scroll down on their homepage. And I like to try to play around with those uh, when I'm learning these new technologies because they have some kind of functionality that works in the framework. And um, we can use that to validate that uh, whatever we're attempting to do is, is functioning properly. So I've got uh, just several versions of this here, uh, but the application that is on the website is this one here, just the simple JavaScripts projects um, example where we can edit, we can add new, and of course we can do a search. So the way that's implemented is in this way. So we have just three routes for the application. Uh, you have your list, and then you have a detail view that allows you to either generate new ones or edit existing projects. So all of these services down here in the services layer are, are really organized around the projects and those rely upon Firebase. Um, these other two services, Firebase Auth and Firebase Reference, is just a link to 
to the authorization and the database features within Firebase. And at the bottom are just values. So the FB URL is just the URL to the database and the projects list value is the set of initial projects. It's just the data file that is initially placed onto a temporary location in the Firebase database and then removed automatically once you're done. So the first thing I want to show you is how can we take this existing application and it literally import it directly into uh, an Angular project. So we'd like to try to run it from an Angular project. So I'm just going to go to an empty location here on the drive and I'm going to use the CLI. Um, of course, I've already installed the CLI. Um, if you need to do that, you just do npm install globally at angular slash CLI. Got that installed, so I'm going to use the command to create a new project. So this is going to create just a brand new Angular uh, project, completely separated from any AngularJS code. So then you're going to be leveraging the <coughs> Angular CLI to do the Angular JS build stuff too, right? Eventually. Yes, that's correct. Let's take a quick look okay, at this as well. Sorry, go ahead. So, yeah. So this is the original version of this test application that uh, we just took a look at, and there's a slight difference in the one that we're going to upgrade. And that's really just organizing it around components. So this is using Angular JS 1.5 and higher, just to, to merge that controller and view uh, pairing with separate components for each of these routes. Functionality is identical, and you can see the service layer is identical as well. Hey, Denny, there was another slide that was right before that that was different, right? You had two that were yes. similar. Can you flip back and show That's us right. like the side by side or, or show us one and then the other? So in the original project, back when we first started writing AngularJS, we would separate our views from our controllers. 
And that's the main difference here is that each of these routes has a view, which is an HTML file, plus a specific controller that's been assigned to that view for each route. Mm -hmm. The difference is that we have combined these view and controller pairings into components in this still AngularJS version here. Gotcha. While that installs finishing, can you just bring up that code just to... For people who maybe yes. had a previous version of AngularJS that have not been able to play with uh, components yet? Yes, I can do that. I never thought I'd get reminiscent of AngularJS code because I've been in Angular code for so long, but every time it comes up, I'm kind of like, oh, I remember that time. Oh, that's cool. It's been a while since I've looked at a .js file, too. <laughs> I do yeah. it still, sadly, in my day job. So you guys are all, like, making me feel horrible. <laughs> and copy script, too, right? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, components. Mm. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like learning Angular is like getting my driver's license, because then I I, like I loved my bicycle, you know, before I could drive, and I rode it everywhere. But then it was like once you have a car, it's like. But then sometimes you need, you know, you miss the bike. <clears throat> what we happens when you take over? I don't know. It's just I, you know, me and my analogies. You guys, it's just a thing. Have a bad analogy for <clears throat> so, every situation. So if we look here, this was the original version of the source code. So if you go to the angularjs.org website and you link over to Plunker, this is the set of files you'll see. Just a few views here that are HTML. Um, everything's kind of bundled into one file here. Remember when we started with AngularJS, this is kind of the approach we used where we just used one file to um, define and declare all the different component elements of, of our, pro of our uh, projects. And then we just have the vendor scripts here um, and some supporting styling. So that's the original version. And the one with components um, is really just introducing a little bit more structure. So we have a separate list component where it has its own template and a separate detail component. Um, so if we look at the each one of those files, we can see that, okay, we've got uh, the controller here is part of the component definition. So there's no longer this separate controller function definition um, that we have to do within the overall project. It is like reminiscing. So so this is, uh, this is completed. So we have an Angular project here. So let's go ahead and um, test to make sure that it installed okay. Oh, I haven't started it. Sorry. I have to serve it first. So we'll test it with ng-serve. We'll build and set up the development server. Oh, you have to go into the folder that you just created. Oh, thanks. Yeah.
Bonnie, that sounds like a mistake you've made more than once, and you're familiar with that error. <laughs> I made that mistake yesterday, Mike. <laughs> Again. Like you have to do ng new and then you have to go into the file and then do ng serve again inside the file because it gives yeah we I should chat i want to make a easy. list of these things like you know like the gotchas we should chat about yeah. it <laughs> yeah 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 i've, I've never made gotchas. that mistake <laughs> my favorite is when i do an ng generate and I misspell it, and I just generated all the stuff that was spelled wrong. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> don't ask me how I know that. We've only I'll, done that like you, one time, though, right? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Bonnie, that if you open an issue for a spell checker, I'm going to close it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have to be a PR for a spell checker. That would be cool. OK, so we can see this is running. So just taking a, a glance over here at uh, our source, we'll see that this is our Angular 2 code here. So I'm just going to import my Angular JS code in a separate folder here. And this is literally, literally just copy and paste. And you're just bringing in the source for that AngularJS app? Yes. Right? Yep. So how's the experience? Like, I actually haven't heard anyone actually say that they're using Angular CLI with Angular 1. Austin, meet Denny. Denny, meet Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll go through some of those, uh, some of the gotchas and some of the things. Um, through this presentation, so awesome. let me know if you, yeah, let me know if you have any specific questions afterwards. But, um, but there are some nuances I think that differ from the online documentation. Okay, so I've just added in this folder from another screen, which is just the same code we just witnessed, uh, just reviewed. We can see here it looks identical. We still have our JavaScript files, we still have all this. So. Our next step then is to try to get these two to run uh, simultaneously. So we have to we have to use our upgrade library to start doing that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, cancel this uh, ng-serve, this server, and I'm going to install the upgrade library. Okay, so that's a separate scope package provided by Angular, right? That's not part of the CLI by default install, but that's correct. Here. Yes. So next up, we're going to start to connect that library into the Angular project and do is make sure that we can bootstrap it from the Angular app. Because at this point, the Angular app from which we're running has no idea that this extra JavaScript code is, is there.
Okay, so to do that, um, we want to modify our main entry point, which is access through this um, app.module. So we'll go ahead and import the upgrade module. And then since we're going to be bootstrapping it from from uh, from here, we, we actually, the, the root of our application still remains in our routes over in our original website, so our original JavaScript code. So because we're going to be routing to these Angular JS components, uh, we're actually not going to be bootstrapping from the Angular part of the project anymore. So we're going to go ahead and remove this bootstrap component. We need to import that upgrade module here. And I'm just going to comment these out so that we can use them later. And then the real work is done in the constructor for the app you module itself. Comment line 10, Denny. OK, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. So typically, uh, most examples, you'll see this is left empty, this class. But this is what we can utilize to uh, change the way that the application is bootstrapped. So we're going to inject our upgrade module into this. And this, we don't do anything construction uh, time. And then there's an, a, a method to override or to implement called ng-do-bootstrap. And if you're familiar with the Angular dot bootstrap from Angular 1, you'll see that this is essentially the same, this provides the same API. And this will allow us to connect, bootstrap our app to some part of the template. And the name of that module in AngularJS is project. So this is all it takes to bootstrap it from here. Um, Reason being, part of that reason is that this Angular CLI uh, already has some of the additional bootstrapping steps taken care of to link that app module to the browser right here in main.ts. So this is a step we don't have to worry about manually doing because the CLI has already covered that for us. That CLI is pretty cool. Yeah, you bet. So next, we have to think about the template itself. So right now, this is coming from our really sure. Danny, can I jump here real quick? So the idea here is that we're taking an Angular, Angular platform, and we're utilizing that to run this AngularJS code. So the Angular platform is like the host right now, and you're setting that up to now bootstrap the AngularJS application code. Correct? That's right. Yep. So if we open up our index.html from our Angular project, we can, um, we can comment this out because we won't be using this. We'll actually replace this with the version from our AngularJS app. So we go to its index.html, come back here, and 
I'm going to steal uh, just some of this initial uh, scripting here. And then I'm going to comment out this original template just to leave it in place for now. So we now have our main template covered here. Um, next, we have to think about all of these scripts. So, you know, of course, when we first started writing AngularJS, we'd be responsible for manually setting the script tags and setting the sequencing to make sure that the dependencies were met. Um, the Angular CLI will allow us to describe this pretty easily. So I'm going to go ahead and set up uh, for copy and paste. But the CLI has a nice configuration file that allows us to describe these same kinds of references. So these are scripts that this app depends upon. And if we go to this Angular CLI JSON, there's a scripts key here that we can use to tell Angular that these are dependencies. We also have our application scripts as well, and we'll do the same for them. That's a pretty cool little trick you're doing there, Denny. Yeah. Move it all over the place so you can copy and paste it. I hadn't seen that done before. Came up with that this morning. <laughs> I like it. The other way to do that is um, just the VS Code tip. Uh, you can use multiple cursors. And if you select all the closing scripts, yeah. you can essentially work backwards to grab that string for each line. Okay. I'm going to do it this way for now because we're strapped for time, but I'm interested in playing with that. No problem, but that's a, hey, that's another idea for a show, Justin. <laughs> all right. It's your topic. You got it. Own it. So the only other thing we have to do is adjust our paths here because we have placed all of these files in a AJS code location. So there's one more um, import, which is this bootstrap uh, style sheet. And there's a nice place for that as well here in the Angular CLI configuration. So what we're doing here, just to summarize, is taking all the stuff that you define in your index.html file and are putting it in the CLI configuration so that when the CLI builds it using Webpack, it will then put those uh, values back where they're supposed to. That's correct. And at the same time, not just on disk, but also in memory when the Webpack dev, ser dev server is running and serving out of memory. That's correct. Thanks for summarizing.
We can comment out all of those from the template. And we want to remove this bootstrapping that's done from the template now, since that'll be done through the Angular app module. And there's one more piece we have to think about, and that's those views that uh, the Angular app depends upon. So uh, we can declare very generally in the, uh, not in the styles, but there's an assets key here also in this CLI configuration that will allow us to declare this folder as a place where some assets live. So we're just going to declare that. And what that'll do is, is during the build process, it will take all that content within that folder and deploy it essentially to the server as well, making those things available. So because we have this new prefix here as well, we probably need to go and adjust our paths within our uh, components themselves. So this is back in the AngularJS code. I'll go to each one of the components and simply add in this uh, prefix here. Yeah, could we probably do that with a blob in that configuration? Maybe say a question for Mike for um, getting those assets over there so that we don't have to actually go and change the AngularJS code to point to the new path. Yeah, I don't remember the syntax off the top of my head, um, but yeah, it'll move. Uh, I think there's a way to specify a glob of what it, or how you're moving things over, where you're picking it up from, and where you're moving them to. Let me see if I can find that in the docs. Do you want me to go over that or? No, I just wanted to bring that up as a, as a possibility too, to make that uh, another possible way to tackle that. Okay, so I missed the prefix on this bootstrap um, script. But I think whenever, when anything changes here in the scripts or styles, whenever we're doing file adjustments, I think that we have to restart the service. Is that correct, Mike? That is correct. So um, when you run ng-serve, it will read the configuration file in the memory, and it, it doesn't reread it, it doesn't watch it. So if you make a change in the config file, you need to restart ng-serve. Thanks. And while that build's running, so I just looked up uh, the syntax for the glob. So as an asset, you can specify an object there uh, with a key of glob of whatever glob you want, as well as specifying the input of where you want to look and the output uh, where you want it to go in the disk directory.
you have an extra dot there on line 24? Is that what is the dot dot? Yeah, thank you. Sure. Justin is very conscientious of his dots. One dot, one dot. So, Mike, uh, is there any plans to add a uh, markup uh, property to that uh, Angular CLI JSON file to, to be able to send HTML files over, like you do with scripts and styles? What do you mean with markup? Are you talking about how so, to get HTML files across? So, like styles, there's, yeah. Uh, there is no style. The reason why styles and scripts are separate from assets is because styles, if you wanted to use a SAS or a LUS file within there, it will pre-process that for you. Um, also, I oh wait, I don't want to miss uh, Denny's moment here. Go, Denny. You can talk no, about okay. what just popped so, up. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is essentially our, our app running. So this is our AngularJS app uh, running within this Angular shell created by the Angular CLI. So... Uh, that's this version of it within here. So at this point, we've got um, really no, we're really just using the CLI for the build and the development hosting of the project, right? Uh, none, of the, none of the code is really that involved, but we've got the benefits of the uh, service, the development server, as well as the um, powerful build system, right? To pull everything together and uh, host it under this URL. So. Go ahead and complete your thought, Mike, and I'll, I'll set up for the next step here. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah, so styles uh, allow you to do the CSS pre-processing if you want to use, like I said, SAS or less. Uh, scripts will do some bundling for you automatically uh, based off of what you define within there. And assets are just that, and that's what the HTML is. It's just a raw asset that you want to basically take something from here and move it to there. So I don't see a need for having a separate one for HTML aside from assets. Did you have something else in mind, Justin, or? Well, you didn't see the need for a spell checker either, Mike, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, NG Bonnie, <laughs> consider adding that command. <laughs> you just walked right into it. I couldn't help myself. We also need a command to just automatically tweet to Rocky bugs that we find. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> I have enough bad code of my own. I don't need to help fix yours, Austin. So I want to show you this next iteration is essentially the same app that we just did over here, but in TypeScript form. And so I've converted here, if we look at the source You'll see that uh, I've converted to using um, TypeScript and ES6 syntax, um, but the, the structure is the is identical. We still have the same services in place. We still have uh, the same two components really in play: the detail and the list. And I'm going to try to run this here. I'm going to try to build it and run it. And what's key to for me, what I what came out of this effort was I recognized that. When I pulled code into uh, the CLI, I'm now using its build system, right? So 
that's TypeScript. Um, and I've got to then think about importing my JS app or Angular JS app as a TypeScript uh, application rather than necessarily a uh, flat JS application, right? So um, in doing that, I made my first attempt here <clears throat> and um, I got some error messages when I first attempted this. And all we see here is the host page HTML. None of the views have actually been routed to. Um, and what I found out was that, oh, uh, in this build system, in this, in this build system that relies on, I believe, Webpack, um, there's actually automatic tree shaking. So unless something is used within my Angular part of the app, um, the build system will simply shake that out of the application. So if we look at the main bundle produced by the CLI, we'll see uh, there's not a whole lot in here. And what I'm looking for is my app.ts file, right? So the, the main entry point for my, my AngularJS application is not even present in this main build. So um, what's interesting is to change that by simply doing something with that AngularJS app from the Angular app module. So I'm just going to go into my Angular app module and just have a very simple um, import of the application. This is the way I've exported or the name I've exported my application under from the AngularJS code. So I'm just going to try to import it. Um, but that alone, I don't believe will will pull this code in either. It will also be left out due to tree shaking. So what I had to do was actually use that value to try to accomplish something with it. So I just created a simple value here just so that um, the code would be linked in. So we'll take a look at the main bundle after this rebuilds and we'll see the difference. So we see here, it's actually represented here. So. so as part of the story uh, that we're talking about here, this, this migration story, you know, would you recommend people converting their Angular 1 code to you know, TypeScript as part of that effort? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Austin. And it was one that uh, I would have answered no a week ago before I got deep into this. And I think the answer is yes now after having gone through it. And, and I would caveat that with certainly if, if you're using the CLI, I would say it's a, it's a requirement if you're going to attempt to do what we're doing here today. Do you think, you know, you're going to put all that effort into, my, into migrating it to TypeScript. Why wouldn't you just, you know, kind of go, go big or go home and, and just convert it to Angular, you know, four at the same time? Instead of linking your original source code here, you mean just rewriting it? Um, so here's what I discovered. I think there are nuances to every project. And I think that you don't exactly know what you're going to face 
um, what kinds of things you'll have to address um, in your unique circumstances until you attempt to pull certain things out of your JS into Angular. So I found this to be a nice way to do that piece by piece using this AngularJS environment, because then you can have a fully functioning application, some of the code in AngularJS, but some of it Angular, and piece by piece, you can try to transform them and pull each one over. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to do, we're going to add our first component. Let's just say we had a new feature and we just wanted to write it in Angular 4 instead of um, AngularJS. So we're going to create a new component and then we'll downgrade it for use within um, our AngularJS template. A couple of things that will be necessary here. For us to be able to use this, essentially what we want to do is put this footer um, at the bottom of our list view. So remember our list view is over here in our AngularJS code. So we want to modify this AngularJS template. So to be able to use this new component within AngularJS code, we have to do what they say, what they call downgrading the component. So to do that, let me just implement, I'm just going to copy and paste some of the uh, implementation here. But to do that, we have to import the downgrade component uh, tool. From our upgrade library. And then we we write a directive. So we need we need to link this to our angular application from the other project. So we need to import that as well. This is coming straight out of the TypeScript file in that AJS code folder. And then we want to register this component as a directive within the AngularJS app uh, using this downgrade component uh, function to convert that component, Angular component, into something that can be interpreted by the AngularJS code. So there's one more thing that we have to do to make this available from our AngularJS code, and that's to add a um, configuration called um, entry components to our module. So any of our downgraded components have to be registered in our module as an entry component. Now we go ahead and add our list footer to our template over in AngularJS.
I'll go ahead and rerun server. While that's rerunning, uh, did the so with the directive you called a list footer, but if you were to scroll up in that file, the selector I believe is uh, app mm. list footer yeah. or Angular app list footer. Um, those names don't need to match, correct? They they do need to match. No, that's uh, that's an error on my part. Good catch. Yeah, this won't be found. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I did want to feature that. Um, that's another setting within the. CLI configuration. Um, it's called prefix. Hey, Denny, you got two dashes in the in the first of that footer. Thanks. You were talking about the prefix on line twenty there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I just added this in. This defaults to app. Just app, so I just changed that. So yeah, any of those components. So we can see. Um, I don't see the appearance. I think it may be rebuilding still. We should see our footer here with the copyright on it. You may oh, need you know to refresh what? I the never, app browser. Uh, okay, thanks. It always takes a brave soul to live code in front of everybody. <laughs> if anything can go wrong. <clears throat> so if you have Angular error list footer in that template, uh, go back to, yeah, there. So you have a selector there, but the selector, as you've defined the directive down below in that file? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just list footer, right? Yeah. yeah. Does that need to be a matching name? Yeah, I think uh, I think like your instincts were right on the, on the initial question you had, Mike, where I think this does not need to match because we're downgrading, downgrading it under this name, this simplified name. So see, we'll see this placeholder down here. So um, that's a, a key point. So whatever you register, remember we register whatever the selector is within an Angular context is not relevant once we attach it to our AngularJS app under this other name here. So ideally you want those to match, but uh, we can see how that manifests. You know, it's interesting. That would be maybe a good thing for the um, upgrade, the ng upgrade framework to be able to support that. If you give it a component, it could find the selector and just use it for you if you don't specify one. So you didn't have to worry about that double string thing. I don't know if we could do that though, because it's a um, decorator. I don't know. So. So that's how we've downgraded a, com a component. So now let's say we want to upgrade one of the Angular JS services. So to do that, I've actually start with uh, generating a new service. Re really quick, Danny, can we 
cover what the previous approach was like um that idea is that you you're again you're you're using angular to run this angular js application and then you're adding a new feature but you're adding a new feature writing it in angular code but using it in the angular js application so you're still essentially kind of focused on keeping this angular js application going right that's correct yes yep and we've and, been able to use that an approach what's that go ahead I was just going to say, we've been able to use that Angular component within an Angular JS piece, right? Within the Angular JS view. So this is a way you can write new functionality um, in Angular while still using or relying upon an Angular JS piece. So let's say we want to replace this service here, this FB reference service. This is just the database service for Firebase. And we want to do that in uh, Angular. So we just create a FB ref service. And there's not a whole lot of functionality here that we'll have to replace, right? So what we do have to do is similar to our component, we have to downgrade the service so that it can be used from AngularJS. Just going to go ahead and jump over to the solution here and um, paste that code in. So the implementation here is a little bit different because we have a class instead of just a constructor function. Um, all I've really added here was the ability to inject this constant, which is just a URL to the Firebase. And We've just gone ahead and added a new method as well to um, allow a caller to get this database reference out of this particular service. And then similar to the way we downgraded a component, we have to downgrade a service using this downgrade injectable from the upgrade module. And again, we need to register that with our AngularJS app through this mechanism here. So we're using the same name that it has in the original app. And then we want to look at our code because we've changed the way that you get access to this database. So first thing we want to take a look at is the registration. And since we have now removed this from AngularJS, we can actually comment this out over here in the AngularJS code. And then we want to look at our couple of services that use this um, 
And the way that they use that will have to change a bit, right? Because we added an accessor method to get to that database. So anytime we want to call that, we actually want to introduce another function here to get that reference. So we'll go ahead and try to run this again and see if we still have access to our Firebase service. Did you need to add that get ref call to line seven there or no? Um, I don't think so. I was thinking that um, this is part of, this is passed in. This, so this, I think the dependency injection injector yeah, it's possible, Mike. I'm not sure now. Yeah, because this might rely upon a database reference. So yeah, I think you're right. Thanks. No problem. So it looks like something did not function. Okay, I may have missed a provider registration. Let me check here. Yeah, so basically you had to add specify the one component, new component that you created as an entry component. Do you need to, you're saying you need to do something similar with the new service to tell the ng module that, hey, I'm going to be using this service to make it available for dependency injection. Um, possibly. I don't remember having to register um, that with the entry components, because entry components, I believe, are just your component classes. Uh, but there may be some other items here. So. Right, but that this new service that inside the TypeScript tree is not being referenced at all. So there's nothing to say, hey, include me in your build process. Mm. So like in the app TS file? I would assume oh, sorry, that... The app module, it, app module. Yeah. yeah. To import it and put it in as a provider. Right, that sound, that makes sense to me. This uh, I do think this is what's missing. There's one other provider. I think I. Well, actually, let's try it this way. This reminds me of when Sonny was live coding with us on NG Houston and he had a typo and we all looked for like 20 minutes and finally Denny was like, hey, there's your typo. It's hard live coding. Yeah, I think you want to add that service to the providers on there on line 21. Oh, yeah. Thanks. 
again, like you said, when you're adding that value in, this is how you bring it in, but also just to use it so that uh, it doesn't get uh, tree shaken away. Mm -hmm. Mike, after we're done, can you come and hang out with me while I write my code too? Oh, that'd be so much fun. Have like a little mic parrot that kind of like watches over your shoulder and goes, rock, you did it wrong. Like, <laughs> not very good with CSS though. <laughs> it's like yeah. that old paper clip in Microsoft Word that shows up and goes, are you trying to create a letter? Here, let me help you. Was it called like Clippy or something? Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie, it looks like you have mistyped the or misspelled the name of this component. <laughs> I would love that. I would pay good money. <laughs> Except it wouldn't be a paperclip. It would be a little broccoli icon. Oh my gosh. A little broccoli. With the googly eyes. Yeah. Wait, wait till just wait till Justin's pick. I had replaced this FBURL value as well. Um, that had to be included as a provider too. So here it is running. Um, so this has a upgraded service and a downgraded component. So that would look like, uh, let me show you this slide here. So right now, this is kind of what our application looks like. We've uh, We've uh, actually, we haven't upgraded this detail component yet, but we have this upgraded service down here, um, upgraded URL, and we've got this new components actually attached to this list component here. So Denny, we're at the top of the hour. I'm wondering if maybe we should yeah. probably kind of wrap it up and maybe summarize this and then maybe maybe we need to plan another another episode to continue on with it uh, certainly a lot of content here i don't know what do you think yeah there's actually several more steps i'd like to show um so yeah let's just talk about some of the things i learned by uh going through this let me pull up the slides so Okay, so what what I what I kind of discovered by going through this and upgrading this simple app was that the advice on Angular I/O to convert to components first makes a lot of sense, and especially since that allows you to transform your code into TypeScript pretty quickly too. Um, and the other thing I learned was to really pay attention to any third-party dependencies that you have. So this app relies upon Firebase. And what I found was that Firebase has changed significantly uh, from its first version uh, that's used in AngularJS to what's used now in, in Angular. So there were a lot of things to learn there just about how to use that library uh, before necessarily upgrading my app. So you want to look at those things and make sure you learn about them prior to trying to upgrade. Um, but I do think that attempting to upgrade will reveal some of those challenges that are specific to your app. So this Angular CLI, I thought, was a good way to, to orchestrate or facilitate that experimentation um, because it will show you uh, by doing that, it'll allow you to run the two simultaneously and you can move things back and forth pretty easily if they break initially as you try to move them. And then 
Angular has improved ways of accomplishing a lot of the same things. So with Firebase, again, it, the new version of Firebase uh, uses reactive programming and observables and really allows you to create a cleaner way of, of uh, doing the same work that the initial app did. So that's uh, encouragement to try to upgrade. And then um, I think the CLI made it easy to get started with an upgrade. Uh, on the documentation online, which is good, that covers how to do an upgrade, um, they do not mention using the CLI. So instead, they leave a lot of the setup to you using something like System.js. But the Angular CLI automated some of that setup work uh, for me. And if you're looking for resources, and the first resource is, of course, the CLI website. This article that's on the Angular IO website is really good. I'd walk through it, read through it a couple of times, and um, you can get started pretty easily with those two. And then uh, upgrading is challenging. This was a pretty challenging effort just to upgrade this little app. Um, so there are professionals out there that can help you with it. I would say don't hesitate to contact Narwhal. Uh, here's their website, uh, ThoughtRam, or Oasis Digital. Um, all of these companies are uh, really experts at Angular and AngularJS. They come from a strong background in AngularJS, and they're well positioned to uh, help you upgrade uh, more quickly than you could do on your own. Awesome. Awesome. And then you've got more of your series going on, right, that you're being presenting. Finish That's off right. Yeah, so tonight uh, at 6.30 Central Time, we're going to do the second episode. And last week we just introduced the series and we talked a lot about the differences between the concepts of AngularJS and Angular. And then uh, this week we're gonna talk about the new development environment. So we're gonna cover the CLI a bit. We're gonna introduce people to TypeScript and we're gonna talk a little bit about the build process that is new to Angular. Awesome. And those are all recorded, just like this episode is recorded, so you, they can, people can come in and see the, the previous stuff and jump on board right now or as well, right? That's right. That's right. So if you look for um, Angular NG Houston Meetup or Bonnie, what, how would they find the YouTube channel for our series? Uh, I think if they just search for NG Houston and Denny, uh, it says Denny's Angular, Angular JS Upgrade Series and it's NG Houston is the channel. Great. And I, think, I think Justin, since he owns the uh, Angular Air Twitter account, will be happy to tweet out a link to that. Aww. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then y'all can retweet it. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's get to our picks. Uh, if anybody has any picks today, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stop presenting here your screen, Danny. Okay. For good. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to everybody else. Okay. So let's do picks real quick. Uh, who has picks? Um, I got a couple. You have anything? Or my? It is Austin's turn. So um, I haven't had any for the past couple weeks, so I got a couple built up now. Um, so there is this new subset on type of TypeScript called Assembly Script that does uh, type, or it's kind of like TypeScript compiled down to WebAssembly. So it's really cool. You should check it out. Um, Adam uh, IDE just announced, was just announced uh, a few hours ago, and it's really uh, 
it really kind of builds on the Atom IDE with more, you know, functionality for that you find in like typical IDEs like, you know, Eclipse or Visual Studio. It's got, you know, plugins for TypeScript and, and things like that. And then um, the Angular team yesterday posted some notes about AOT compilation in the browser. And they're working on kind of an experimental like code editor that uses this technology. And so that editor is edit.ng. And it's not ready for prime time or anything like that, but it's just a cool uh, experiment that they're doing to kind of check out and you know kind of see what they're working on with this new technology and how they're going to bring this to other online editors. Nice. Oh, that was a handful. That was good. You made up. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, what do you got? I've got three. Uh, first one is an announcement uh, today from the TypeScript team that Babel 7 is going to have support for TypeScript. Uh, I'm not sure at what level, uh, but that's interesting to see that you'll be able to not only compile TypeScript with the TypeScript compiler, but also with Babel, 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 whichever. Um, the other one is at the GDE Summit last week, uh, Matthias from the Chrome team presented about the different element kinds uh, within the V8 compiler. To And then you also just recently published a blog post. I put a link in the notes to that blog post that basically shows you how the V8 engine can optimize based off of how you type your arrays um, within your JavaScript or TypeScript to take advantage of optimizations within the V8 compiler. Very cool article, a little bit deeper uh, than what we typically go, but as well gives you some insight so you can optimize your code for how the compiler will interpret it. And my last one is an extension for VS Code called GitLink, which will allow you to take code that you are editing or looking at within your um, IDE, within VS Code, and get a link to, the, or yeah, it'll open up your browser with a link to where you are within GitHub, and it will allow you to share that. So if you're looking at code locally, uh, rather than traversing through GitHub's website, and you want to get a link for that to be able to share to somebody else, then uh, that's an extension to take a look at. Nice, nice. What was it called? Uh, Git link, G-I-T-L-I-N-K. Awesome. So not like Zelda link, right? No, completely different. No swords involved or anything else. All right. That'd be cool, though. Uh, Austin, did you have one more? Yeah, I forgot one. ES6 modules landed in Node. Finally. Boom. Finally, but it's an experimental flag you got to flip on. That one was too good to let go, though. I had to. I had to say that one. <laughs> You're really excited about it. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting so long for this. I'm like, oh, I just want this feature. This is the only thing I want. Justin, do you have right. any picks, bud? Yeah, I, I have one. It's funny you should ask that you'd prop that up. Uh, my pick is the broccoli emoji that uh, apparently is in Android O available now. I don't have it yet, so I can't see it. But uh, there's an actual broccoli emoji that Mike has his claim to fame now. Now I'm going to go have to get a new phone. Yeah, so everybody upgrade your phone. Emojis are really the only reason to upgrade your phone. That's <laughs> what I've been waiting for. Yeah, was the iPhone announced today? Maybe that's like an excuse to go get one. 
uh, get the Brocky emoji. Yeah, but they don't have the Brocky. I don't know. Hey, Bonnie, do you have any picks while you're on the screen? No, just I was just going to say everybody tune into NG Houston tonight and check out Denny. He'll be talking more about Angular JS, but uh, yeah, that's it. Good pick, good pick. Alyssa, do you have anything? Still muted, still muted. I totally don't, not this week. But you know what? With like Mike and, um, I mean, Panda over there picking three each, I think we're covered. So. <laughs> oh, totally. I, I've been leaning on that the past couple of weeks. I've been like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys got plenty of picks. I'm going to just take one, uh, get credit. So not, not a problem. Denny, do you want to uh, plug anything less before we head out? Uh, no, I just want to say thanks, guys, for including me on this. I'm honored to be on a panel with all of you guys. I know you're, you're big names in the industry. I look up to all of you, and I appreciate your time today. Yeah, all right, well, whatever. whatever. We, we, we really appreciate you taking your time to uh, put all this stuff together and come on the show and share this with everybody. So it's, it's really about you and, and your graciousness for that. So thank you very, very much for doing that. And everybody needs to check out your series as well. Uh, you got some great information out here. So um, thanks a lot for coming on and taking the time. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Laters.